Welcome to Spread-Led Life with HMI. Stay tuned for an anointed word by Pastor Dion Hockey. We hope this session builds your faith. Hello everybody, welcome to today's program. I am Pastor Dion Hockey from Healing Ministries International and I'm so glad that you could join us today to hear the word of the Lord and to share this news with you. You can see behind me we have a word on the board saying the unstoppable church. This has been our motto for the beginning of this year, from the beginning of this year, that the church is to be unstoppable. And you know, when we look at circumstances and we look at things that are happening, one could begin to you know, feel a little bit of a concern that is the church going to be unstoppable? And the answer is yes. The, uh, uh, the, I mean, uh, the church cannot be unstoppable. The church is going to continue to go on. It has been going on for 2,000 years. So there's nothing that is going to stop the church from moving forward. Amen. Nothing that's going to stop this church from the government. When I say yes, I mean the government is trying and people are trying and they've been trying for 2,000 years to stop the church from moving forward and and uh, the word of God to be proclaimed. The, you know, the devil, we remember our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against Satan and his demons. So there is a constant war that is always taking place um, against the devil and God to stop this good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, from being preached. So what I want to do in the next couple of weeks is I want to do an investigation and I want to look at what are the things that causes a church to be unstoppable. What do we need? What are the requirements? So I pray that you'll take this journey with me in the next couple of weeks to see whether you qualify of being an unstoppable Christian and unstoppable church for God. Let's open up in prayer and let's welcome the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you that we can come together today in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that Jeremiah 1.12 says that you are watching over your word to do what your word says. We thank you for your word. The Bible says it's as a hammer. We thank you, Father, for your word. It's a fire, a consuming fire. Jesus, we want to be full of you, Lord. We want to be full of your glory, full of your might. And so, Lord, we as, as a human beings are weak, Lord, but we know that when we are weak, then we are actually strong in you and by and through your power. So I ask you this morning today, Lord, that you will help us to get into the word and help us to, to grow in our spirits, to become strong, to be conquerors, to, become, uh, to be overcomers, Lord, and not to allow the devil to stop us from moving forward, Father, in Jesus' name. We rebuke Satan and every plan of the devil, Father. I bind the works of the enemy, and I thank you that people who are listening today have teachable spirits, open hearts to receive and hear the word of the Lord. Bless the service. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to start off this uh, series that I'm going to talk to you on. And you know, when you go to the book of Hebrews, I'm not going to read it, but in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, you'll see it speaks about the men and the women of faith in the past. Great men and women of God who, who made it and who set the example for us. Even after all these hundreds and thousands of years, we read about them, we learn from them, 
And, uh, and I get so encouraged when I look at the lives of these wonderful um, uh, men uh, who, have, who have paved the way for you and I to follow after. Obviously, the circumstances that they're living uh, in those days and the circumstances that we are living in today are completely different. But in the end, the morals stay the same, the direction to Jesus is the same, and uh, our hope and our faith is the same still in Christ Jesus. So uh, I want us to look at some of, the, some of the Old Testament men and women of the Bible and learn from them, learn from their mistakes, and uh, learn from the qualities that they carried that caused them to be unstoppable even in the most difficult times. The Bible says, you know, that we who are living here in the end times, uh, we are privileged. I want to tell you, you and I are privileged to live in the time that we are living in because uh, another scripture says that the prophets of old, how they long and wish that they could live uh, in the time that we are living in. Uh, God has called us for this time. Look at me. You and I are called, especially for this time, appointed by God for this time. God has deposited something inside of us that you and I should be able to stand strong and remain strong, you know, to endure the things that are coming our way. And so we need to uh, be like the Bible says, iron sharpening iron. I need to encourage you and I need to help you to grow in your faith, in your walk with God. You need to pray for us and encourage us to continue to go strong for the Lord. Amen. Iron sharpening iron. Um, nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes, but we can learn. Isn't that true? We can learn from the word and we can learn from each other, but especially we can learn from the people that is in the Bible. Hallelujah. Listen, if their names made it in the Bible, it's like one minister I heard who said, you know, when you look at um, when you look at sports and you see all the famous sports people, there is a thing called the Hall of Fame. They were famous and so there's a, a special museum that has been erected for them and their names and their pictures and their accomplishments are put in the Hall of Fame. And so we, in the Bible, we see that there is a hall of faith and people have made the hall of faith. Hallelujah. And so we want to, we want to also become part of these people who ended up in the hall of faith. If, them, if their names are in it, bless the Lord, I want to learn and study from them. So let's kick off today as we get into uh, the word. And we're going to start off with three wonderful guys in the Bible called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I want you to open your Bible in the book of um, uh, uh, the book of Daniel. Excuse me, chapter three, Daniel chapter three, and we're going to read. Going to read a little bit for you because I just find how the things in the Bible, uh, especially in the lives of these three great men of God, especially the times that they were living in, how that is so applicable to us today in the times that we are living in. So let's get into the word in Daniel chapter 3, and we're going to read from verse 1 up to verse 7. It says, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its width six, uh, six cubits. And he set it up in the plain of Dira in the province of Babylon. 
And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, the um, uh, the satraps, the administrators. Uh, I've lost my wording here. The satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Verse 4. Then a herald cried aloud. Now listen to this commandment that, that is made. It says, To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the slattery in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. So at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre in symphony, that all kinds, sorry, with all kinds of music, all the people, nations and languages fell down and worshipped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Wow, doesn't that sound very much like the times that we are living in. And I know people will get offended at what I'm about to say, but it is just, you know, one of those things. But the world, with all of their politics, with all of their ways of thinking, are causing the Christians, and I almost want to use the word forcing the Christians to fall down and worship them and worship their way of thinking and to do the things that the world wants the Christians to do. We need to remember the Bible says in Peter that we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. The Bible says we are a peculiar people. We are set apart of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We are just passers uh, through. This is who we are. We are just um, people on our way through to our main destiny, which is going to be heaven. Amen. And so we are sitting with peer pressure that we are facing every day. All of us are facing this, this peer pressure of having to do things that goes against the standard of God's word. It goes against the word of God. It goes against our way of thinking, our way of operating. There is so much pressure I don't know about you, but I'm seeing it even as a minister. When we see the things that are being implemented, um, how the government is beginning to apply pressure on the church, on telling us how we should preach, what we should preach, what we are uh, uh, allowed to do and not allowed to do, who we are allowed to marry and who we're not allowed to marry, the things we should say and we shouldn't say. You know, it just, the list goes on and on and on. There is so much pressure on the church today. And the question is, is how do we handle this pressure and what are we to do? 
We are sitting not just uh, uh, you know, from the government, but we are sitting with friends. We are sitting with family who are obviously not saved, who are, some people call themselves saved, but they're not really saved. They're standing you know, with one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom, and uh, they are at war within themselves, even they don't even know it, but they're in war, and the, the spirit is warring against the flesh, and I'm not going to get into all the scriptures concerning that, but there is this massive, massive battle that is taking place right now and we have to be strong as christians in in these last days we have to stand for our faith amen we have to we have to be strong in the lord and in the power of his might that's what the bible says in the book of ephesians so how how when we when we read this portion of scripture, here's King Nebuchadnezzar. He builds this big image of himself, and he wants everybody from the from the highest ranking people way down to the to the lowest person in the street. He wants everybody to bow down and worship him. He wants everybody to adore him. You know, to exalt him. And here is. Three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and also obviously Daniel was part of it, but the, this portion of scripture doesn't mention Daniel, so we are just f- uh, focusing on these three men. But how do they handle the situation? Well, let's read from verse 15, and I'm going to try and give you an idea of what they do. Verse 15 says, now if you are ready at the time you... Okay, let's just backtrack. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they just said, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to bow down to this image, and we're not going to worship this this idol of uh, Nebuchadnezzar. So they got into trouble. They got into trouble with many of the other leaders that are around them. They got sold out by the leaders, and people told them, you, you know, went to the king and said, Listen, king, you made a law, and uh, according to this law, you said if people don't bow down and, and worship this image, then they're going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. You set the law, you set the standard. And King Nebuchadnezzar said, Yes, that's right. So they said, Well, we found three people who are not obeying the law. We are not obeying, they're not obeying your commandments. And the king obviously said, well, who are these guys? They said, it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now the king liked them. And the king loved Daniel as well. And he really, you know, looked up to them for their faith. He looked up to them for how, uh, you know, for their wisdom and the knowledge and all the good things that they carried. So, uh, you know, he was kind of kind of uh, disappointed because they wouldn't listen to him. So he called them in and he now asks them, he says to them, is this true? Are you not obeying my my commandment and this is what they answered and they said to him uh, this uh, 15 it says now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn the flute the uh, the the harp the lyre the slattery in symphony with all kinds of music and you fall down and worship the image which i have made good this is him speaking to them now but if you do not worship you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace 
and who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Oh boy, the arrogance of King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, giving this challenge. What God is going to save you? He knew about all his gods. He knew the gods that, the, that his people were worshipping. But now he's actually coming and making fun of the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. So they answer him, verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. We don't have to answer you, they say. Uh, if that is the case, if this is the case that you want to throw us in the fiery furnace, they say, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. Our God is able to deliver us. Our God is able to save us. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But, I like this one. They say, if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Hallelujah. This is an amazing portion of scripture that these guys made a stand for what they believe in. And so the world, let's look at from a worldly point of view, you know, what made them so mad? What made all these other leaders and King Nebuchadnezzar mad because they wouldn't obey him? Number one. They did not submit to King Nebuchadnezzar and his commandments and went, uh, uh, because it went against their belief and their faith. So the first thing is they would not submit to their uh, commandments. And how amazing it is that we, in the time uh, that we are living in, how amazing it is that we are almost being pushed and being forced to obey the commandments of, of other people, what they are forcing us and telling us what to do. And I tell you, the moment it goes against your, uh, your, your faith, the moment it goes against the word of God, then there is a big change that's going to, you know, a big attack that's going to come upon our lives. I have been confronted many times in my life and I've had people come to me and say to me, what is your opinion about um, uh, homosexuality? What is your opinion about um, sex before marriage? What is your opinion about this, that, and the other? The list goes on. And then I would just, you know, I would just tell them, I don't have an opinion. They say, what do you mean you don't have an opinion? And I say, I don't have an opinion because I've become a born-again Christian. And because I'm a born-again Christian, I have made Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. That means I come under the authority and I come under the kingship of Jesus Christ. And His law, His standard, His word is, is what counts. So what God says about a matter then that is what his word says. My opinion about his word or, or, or his, what God says, my opinion doesn't count. I don't have that opinion anymore because I've come under his rule and I've come under his reign. 
Amen. So there are people who are still under the, under the rule and the reign of the enemy, and uh, that's the devil, and there are people who are under the rule and the reign of God. Now, there are many Christians today who, are, who still continue to take their own opinion and put it above God's opinion. God's will says this, and they take their own will, and they will enforce their own will over the will of God. And this is what, what uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. Because King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to force his will upon them. But it went against their faith. It went against what they were believing in. And so they just point blankly stood up and said to the king in his face, We are not going to bow our knee to you and make you to be a God in our lives. We will not do that. We have one God that we serve. We have one God who is the true God, and he's the only one that we're going to bow our knee and that we're going to worship. Amen. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So they refused to submit to his commandments. Number two, they did not bow down and worship the idol. They did not stand with one foot in the world and then one foot in their belief. They did not compromise. That's the second thing. They didn't compromise. How many Christians today am I seeing who are compromising and who are, who are um, you know, just giving up and, and not really obeying what God has told them to do? I hear, I hear stuff like, oh, you know, that stuff that you're reading, that is way back then and times have changed. And, uh, you know, laws and rules and circumstances have changed. So we don't have to fall into that category of what those people were in. But I find it interesting that the morals and the standard of God is still the same today. He is, uh, in Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has never changed my dear friend god has never changed his values his morals has never changed amen and you as a christian i as a christian we cannot change our values or the values of god the standards of god to fit our lifestyle and to please ourselves i'm sorry that's not going to work out king nebuchadnezzar forced them they told them listen there's a punishment you're going to burn in fire if you don't bow to my image and they said nope our faith says we're not going to do that this is not our culture we don't believe the way you want us to do this and we are not going to submit to your commandment and number two we're not going to compromise we're not going to compromise if god wants to uh, you know if we're going to die for our faith then we will die for our faith but we are not going to compromise and give into your commandments number three what i like about this is that they did not worship his gods this made them even more mad they, would ju they just refused, said, I'm not going to worship your gods. I'm not going to stand, you know, uh, in, the, in the things that, that you want us to do. So um, this is just amazing. You know, the, this is what we need to understand is they had faith in God, number one. They had conviction for their faith in God. They um, had confidence. What I love about the good things of God, of, they, of them now, is they had confidence in in, in God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob. They just had confidence. And this is what I love about what they said. They said, you know, number three, they even had the, uh, they relied that God would say to them. They said, listen, 
If we have to bow our knee to your God, we're going to be in trouble with our God. So we're not going to give in to your, to your um, commandments. So if you throw us in the fiery furnace, they said, well, we have the confidence, we have the faith that our God will come in and deliver us from the fire. But listen to this, no compromise. They said, but even if God chooses not to come in and help us in this time, well, you know what? We're still not going to give in to your commandments. I love that. Hallelujah. So they, they had faith and conviction uh, in their faith towards God. They had confidence that God would deliver them. They totally relied on God to save them. Hallelujah. Where are you and I in our walk today with God? Do we have total confidence and faith in our God that He will save us and deliver us from every situation that we would go in or go through? And lastly, you know what I love about this? They demonstrated their faith they demonstrated their faith, and this is what made them unstoppable. When that fiery furnace came in, listen, first of all, they said, we're not going to give in to your commandments. We're not going to listen to what all the people are saying about us. And so he said, that's right. So now I'm mad at you. Make the fire even hotter. And they threw them in, and these guys just surrendered. They submitted and said, well, so be it. And they walked into the fire. Now, here's amazing. I'm not the, I've run out of time already, but the, when the king went and he heated up that that fire furnace seven times more and when the guys who took them to throw them into the fire the fire was so hot they died just getting close to it and imagine here is Sadrach, Meshach and Abednego the the guys who threw them in died around them but they just walked straight in as if there was nothing that could hurt them you know what King Nebuchadnezzar the whole night he was he was concerned and he was worried what's going to happen to them and early the next morning he rose up and he stood in front and he shouted to them. And well, actually, he saw a fourth man. We all know the story. He looked through the, the, the fire. He saw inside and there was a fourth man walking around with them as, if, as the son of God. And he said, who is with them? Did we not throw three people in? And now there's a fourth one with them. And King Nebuchadnezzar saw the deliverance of God. He saw Jesus with them. And I'll continue on this on next week to speak with you and to encourage you to say, listen, doesn't matter what circumstance you're in, doesn't matter what situation you're finding yourself in, if you will believe in God, stand on the conviction of your faith, if you will not compromise, hold on to the things of the world, but totally surrender to God, please listen to what I'm saying to you. There is a God who will honor your faith. There is a God who will stand with you in the fire. There is a God who will deliver you from the hands of the wicked one. Amen. When the doors opened up and these guys came out of the fiery furnace, the Bible says the clothes was not burnt. There was not even the smell of smoke on them. Not even the smell of smoke on them. Hallelujah. God delivered them. And my good news that I have for you today is there is a God who will deliver you through the fiery furnace that you might be finding yourself in. 
Father, I pray for all the viewers. I pray that you will bless them. I pray, God, that you will walk with them in the fiery furnace. Those, Lord, who choose today to make you number one of their lives, Father God, in spite of the difficulties, the circumstances that they would face, them, uh, face Lord, this, the, the persecution from the world, Father God, I pray that you will deliver them, deliver us and help us, Father God, in this time, in Jesus' name. Bless and protect your people, and I thank you for this. In Jesus' name. If you agree with me, say amen. Remember to catch us on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter and Instagram. We love you guys. We'll catch you next week. I'll continue. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost. You can sow or partner by visiting our website, dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information about the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.